Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, a ministry of Word of Life Church, located in Lesueur, Minnesota. From sermon audio to midweek content and much more, we hope you are blessed by what you hear. For more information or to donate, please visit wordoflifemn.com. Now, enjoy this week's episode. Good morning, Word of Life Church. Whether you're joining us on our online campus or whether you're here um, in person at the Lesur campus, we love and we never get tired of reminding you that you are loved, that you're valued, and that you're forgiven. And, um, and I think that for some reason, somebody must have been, you guys may have been joining us on our online campus a little bit much because apparently like this is like the camera shot view, you know, like this section and you're like, ah, you know, I've seen my head on the back of the camera. I don't really want to be here. So it's just kind of like, this is like a, a zone here or something like that. Like there's some kind of like, uh-uh, no, no, not getting in that camera shot right there. <laughs> we love having you here. We love getting together. We love getting to worship together. And, uh, and I, but I will admit, I, I recently heard from someone. A kid told me, church is boring. <laughs> and I'm like, Really? You're bored at church? Yeah, it's boring. You're boring. (laughs) You talk too long. And I was like, wow. And I'm like, I, I get that. I really do. I like church can be boring that if like you're not participating. Like if you're just there and all of a sudden you're kind of like just sitting in the seat, you're an unwilling participant, you got dragged by the ear. I'm not saying that's never happened to me. It has. Dragged by, it's just been a while. Thank you, mom. Uh, Dragged by the ear to church or a proverbial, you know, dragged by the ear. Sometimes church can be boring if we're not participating. But right now, as we worship, because we don't just worship while we're singing, although I love worshiping while I'm singing, but we worship while we sing, we worship while we pray. We worship while we listen to God's word. We worship uh, through the through this receiving of communion. We worship in our thinking. We worship in our with our mouths. Some people like to worship with a little, you know, like, amen, or yeah, a little more verbal. That's right. And some people like to worship by raising their hands. But as we participate and as we worship the Lord together, it's not boring. Because part of what we can't see is that as we worship here, at Word of Life Church, we are joining with angelic beings 
in the heavens above. That there is a throne room in heaven, not made with human hands. And in that throne room is the mercy seat of God. And God is seated on that mercy seat. And there's an altar in front of him. And burning on that altar are the prayers of the saints. And continually around that altar, God in all of his glory is just shining brightly. So brightly you can't see what he looks like. And it looks like there's a rainbow of color just wrapped around him. And as that color is wrapped around him and there is thunder and it's shaking the entire place. And in the midst of that place, there are angelic beings shouting his praises. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And that's not boring. Terrifying, maybe. Boring is not the word that comes to mind. When I'm bored during worship, that's on me. But as we come to worship, God is doing something. God is present through the power of his Holy Spirit. God is doing something. He's giving out and pouring out his grace and his mercy upon us right now. As we worship him and as we praise his name. So whether you shout with the angels who are flying around his throne or whether you stand like Isaiah in reverential awe and confess, I don't have words to express the majesty of God Almighty regardless of your reaction, God is present during worship and he is pouring out his Holy Spirit upon you. And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes what God chooses to do is beyond belief. If you have your Bibles with you today, we're going to dip into Acts chapter 2. As we, uh, as we just kind of launch into tell our series called Tell the World About Going Into the World with the Good News of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, we enter into God's presence in worship and then he sends us out with his message of who he is and what he's done for us. Acts chapter 2 mind-blowing, just mind-blowing. I get it. Like, you know, if you've been at church for a little while or for a long while, church can kind of occasionally feel a little boring, okay? Sometimes, and I don't get it why this happens, I have never been good at prayer meetings. I've never been good at prayer meetings. I'm just going to say it right now. As a, yes, I'm a pastor. Yes, I am confessing to you. I regularly confess to you my shortcomings. I will tell you right now, not great at prayer meetings. Should I ask you to raise your hand if you've fallen asleep at a prayer meeting? <laughs> no, nobody wants to join me. I have fallen asleep at a prayer meeting. 
I don't know why prayer meetings need to be like at 6 a.m. or like 7 o'clock on a Thursday night. I don't know why that's got to happen, but oftentimes that's when prayer meeting gets scheduled. I got to tell you, by the time, most of the time that I hit prayer, you know, especially if it's early in the morning or late at night, I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And that nodding is an agreement. It's nodding. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 whoo. As we look at Acts chapter two, the believers are all gathered together and they've been doing this for a while. They've been getting together and they've been praying because they are waiting. The Lord Jesus promised. He promised to send his Holy Spirit. And he just said, wait. Just wait. Not like wait. Like sometimes when you tell your kids wait, they know like this is not going to happen. It's kind of like, just wait. Oh, we're going to be here for a while. It's kind of like I watch this happen every Sunday. Like kids are just like, let's go. I'm bored. I want to go home. And just wait. We're just going to finish this one conversation. And then the look on the kid's face is like, oh, this is not happening. <laughs> we are not getting out of here for like another half an hour. It's not that kind of wait when Jesus says wait. When Jesus says wait for the Holy Spirit, he says wait with anticipation. Wait, just wait. Something special is about to happen. God is going to do something amazing. Just, just wait. Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Reading in Jesus' name, because it's God's word, not mine. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mushing, mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed, astonished, saying, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Ferga, Pamphylia, Egypt, all and the parts of Libya belonging to the Cyrene, the visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others, mocking, said, they are filled with some new wine. Here ends the reading of God's word. As we are talking about telling the world of who Jesus is and what he's done for us. As we're kind of preparing our way toward Easter, but also preparing our way toward the grand opening of the New Prague campus. We're taking a look 
at what God has done in and through his church. As he's expanded the church and sent them out and gave them this message to go and tell the world about who Christ is and what God has done for them. And so we're bopping into Acts chapter 2 and we get to see this church changing event just like we were there just like we were there watching it you see what was happening was an ordinary prayer meeting if you've never been to an ordinary prayer meeting if you've ever been to a prayer meeting for the church this is those times when i confess that i have a tendency to just get a little dozy a little sleepy. I've been asked why I don't come to the Brent's prayer meeting on Saturday mornings, and I'm just saying, it'd be embarrassing. I will fall asleep every single time. I'm telling you, and so they, all the believers are gathered together, and they're praying, and as they, as they were regularly doing, and in the middle of that prayer meeting, which on the surface to some people could look boring, Because what's happening? There's just a bunch of people talking to God who they can't see, asking for God to do something. And in the middle of that prayer meeting, in the middle of that worship environment, as believers are gathered in the name of Jesus Christ, God does something amazing, astonishing. He pours out his Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit just rushes through the place like this giant, just, just giant wind blowing through a building. I was pastoring a church up in, uh, in Minnesota during the spring um, while I was in seminary. It's the same church that, uh, that Eric Smith is pastoring at right now. And in the spring, it was kind of a little later in the spring, it was a beautiful sunny day outside. And, uh, and, and as I was preaching, I said, and God said, and at that moment, the snow and ice that had been on the, uh, on the church roof all let go all at one time and you could hear it just reverberating through the entire church it was like whoosh and it all fell off and it all pounded down onto the onto the ground outside and everybody just immediately looked up and they got this terrified look on their face and then they looked back at me and I was like and then I got this terrified look on my face and I was like yeah what did God say <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when they're in the middle of worship, God does some amazing things. And sure enough, at this time in Jerusalem, believers are gathered together and they're worshiping and God pours out his Holy Spirit and the wind rushes through and then there's tongues of fire on top of their heads and all of them have, are speaking and there's this amazing miracle because of the rushing wind and the rushing sound and the fire and the, so you got wind fire and everything that's happening and all of a sudden they're speaking and sure enough people from all over the city are coming together and saying what is going on and sure enough they're speaking 
The believers from Galilee are speaking the mighty works of God. And every single person is hearing in their very own language. There's this miracle of speaking and there's this miracle of hearing and all of it is happening all at the same time, all empowered by the Holy Spirit and directing all of the attention, not towards the people with, the, with flames over their heads. Not everybody is there saying like, look at that, that looks weird. No, they're saying, what are they saying? How is it that we can hear them all in our own language? This is amazing and all of their attention gets focused up towards God. As they worship the Lord, as they hear the wondrous, wondrous, mighty works of God Almighty, that's a worship service. That's what we join in as we worship the Lord together. We're united in the Holy Spirit who indwells each and every person who believes in Him. And as we worship together, we join with angelic beings worshiping Almighty God. And we proclaim the mighty works of who He is and what He's done for us. And everyone who was there, who witnessed that day, was astonished. They were amazed. I don't think anybody fell asleep that day. Nobody fell asleep in church. Because God was doing something amazing. That's what we get to participate in. The worship of Almighty God the wondrous works that he does. And the most wondrous work, the most wondrous work, the greatest, the mightiest work of God Almighty is found in his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You see, because it would take something incredibly powerful, incredibly wonderful, to conquer the power of sin and death and God in his great love with which he loved us sent his son, our savior, Jesus Christ to be born as a person, God with skin on, God with a body who lived and walked on this planet who resisted temptation who hurt who felt who cried yeah Jesus cried he got hungry he got tired he prayed and he slept Jesus the Son of God. But he wasn't done just coming to earth. He obeyed the Father perfectly. He, he followed the plan to the T. And at just the right time, Jesus Christ allowed himself to be taken 
arrested, falsely tried, tortured, and then crucified. Where he died in our place, taking all of our sin on himself. Yes, each and every sin, even the sin you think that is unforgivable, he took that one. Even that sin that you just can't seem to shake, it's like you, the sin that you repeat like day after day, week after week, month after month, that sin, yes, he takes that one too. Yeah, again, 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 and again, he takes every single one of them. He takes the sin that you didn't do, he takes the sin that you just plain inherited. He takes the sin of your minds. He takes the sin of your, your, your hearts. He takes the sins of your wants. He takes the sins of your words. He takes the sins of your actions. He takes all of your sins. He takes all of my sins. And he took them all upon himself on the cross. And then he gave his life. It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. That is the mightiest, most wondrous, most amazing, astonishing thing that God has ever done. And he did it for you. He did it for you. And he gives it to you as a gift. Believe in Jesus Christ and what he's done for you. And he wipes you clean. And he saves you forever. And that's a wondrous, mighty act of God. But he's not done yet. Because now he gives us the opportunity to tell the world this great and mighty act that he's done for you. He gives us this opportunity. And no, it's not going to look like the day of Pentecost every single time. There isn't going to be a rushing wind every single time. And maybe, thankfully, there isn't like a permanent, you know, flame over top of your head. Right? That would get awkward just getting in and out of the car. Just saying. But instead, they know that we are believers and followers of Jesus Christ, not because we've got some flamey thing over our head, but by our love for one another. And this message that he gives us to share with the whole world. And that's why you're here. And that's how the church just spreads. And these little things... These opportunities that God gives you to share God's word, they happen all over the place. I got contacted by, um, by Josh uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then again this past week, uh, Josh said, hey, um, I've been um, worshiping with Word of Life for about a year online, with our online campus. I thought I should introduce myself. My name's Josh. <laughs> I've never met him in person, and I'm looking forward to the day. We got talking this week. Turns out he lives in my neighborhood just at the other end. He's been worshiping with our church for a whole year. And I'm like, oh, you got a boxer and a black lab. He's like, yes, I do. And I'm like, yeah, I walk past your house all the time. 
And we had this amazing opportunity just to talk about who God is and what God is doing. Heidi, Heidi and I were up in Duluth for a couple of days. Uh, we're sitting, uh, there's a couple and they're in their little baby, you know, sitting at the next table and we just kind of like standing there, we're smiling. And this baby is just kind of like eyes locked on us. Like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have a baby. <laughs> now, we were having a good time, and this baby, you know, like, kind of like, yeah, you know, just, and, and we, got, we got talking, and, um, and they said, oh, yeah, we just moved from Minneapolis um, down south, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm like, oh, like on 169? They're like, oh, yeah, like right off of 169. And I said, that's really weird. And they're like, yeah, and we got talking, and all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, and I'm incredibly grateful that I have this little pouch here with these cards inside of it. Because as we were talking about the great, mighty, wondrous works of God, they were looking for a church. And they said, we're just having a little trouble finding one. And I said, well, Brad, here you go. You know, and it's, it's just a simple card with our, with our you know, logo on the front and our website on the back. And you can write a little note on the, on the back of it if you want to. And, and as, you know, we're, as I'm giving one to, to them, and they're just really, really thankful. And they're like, this is awesome. When does when the new Prairie campus open? Because that's going to be a little closer to us because we live close to um, uh, Pr- you know, Prior Lake. And, and I, I said, you know, end of the month. And they're like, awesome. We'll check it out. You never know the kind of opportunities that you're going to have to share the message of salvation or just even share just an invitation to come and hear. Just come and hear. And so, these are available for you too. If you wanted something that you can just put in your pocket, you know, you don't have to have like a, a Frost River, um, nope, not a commercial, just Frost River card holder, you know. You don't have to have one of these. You can just put them in your pocket. Um, if you'd like some of these just to carry around with you so that you can, you know, invite people to come and join us, that's great. If you're looking for, you know, you've got some friends specifically that you want to, you know, give something to, you can give them one of these. It's just an invitation to the grand opening so that they could come and, you know, hear the gospel too. Or maybe it's just you're being overwhelmed yourself about what God is doing for you. His great and mighty and wondrous works for you. If you're not sure how to share the gospel, to, to share about what Jesus has done with you, you know, with somebody else, please come and talk to me or, or Nick uh, or one of the elders, and I would be happy to teach you how to share what Jesus Christ has done for you with the people that you come into contact with, with your friends and your neighbors, or even the couple who's sitting at the table right next door. We don't get a mighty rushing wind or a flame over our head every time. But the opportunities to share what Jesus Christ has done for you is amazing. And he will give opportunities for for us to speak And he will do miracles in people hearing that they will hear what God has done for them in their own language. Thousands of people were saved that day on the day of Pentecost. Thousands of people were saved that day. Thousands of people believed 
as they heard God's word and believed in what Jesus Christ had done for them. God's still doing that today. God's still doing that today, and he's still using his church, and he's still filling us up with the Holy Spirit, giving us opportunities to share what he's done for us. So I want to encourage you. Do not be afraid. I get it. Conversations with people can be scary. But Jesus said that we will be his witnesses and that he is sending us out, but he also promises to be with us every step of the way, even to the very end of time. You're not alone. Maybe you're not really sure where you're at with Jesus at this moment. And that's okay. We're glad you're here. Whether you're believing in Jesus or not really sure where you're at with Jesus, whether you're just checking us out online and you're not really sure what this whole church thing is all about, and you're like, ah, it's a little safer to try the online campus first. No matter what, we're glad you're here. And today, we're going to receive communion. And, and communion is, is, is the meal that Jesus gives us to remember who he is and what he's done for us. And as we celebrate communion, this is for believers. And so if you're believing in Jesus Christ, communion is for you. And um, if you haven't picked one of the, uh, there's a little communion cup in, in the back. And if you, if you haven't gotten one, now's a great time to just go grab one. Awesome. Toss one up to Sue, please. There's two little, there's two little tabs on here. One for the bread and one for the cup. Okay. And as we celebrate communion, we're celebrating who Jesus is and what he did for us on the cross when he took our sins, when he gives us forgiveness. And so if you're believing in Jesus, this is for you. If you're not quite sure where you're at with Jesus, pay attention. My friend Merle used to live next to us um, when we lived in Iowa. Didn't grow up in the church, didn't, you know, regularly attend church. But he... Uh, His wife died slowly, and he found himself very close to tears on a lot of days, especially when he talked to Heidi. And he finally started just popping into church every once in a while. My dad was leading commun com communion service that we're just about to get into right here, and um, I was just serving. I saw on the back, over on this side, Merle all of a sudden just started crying. That was not new. He was hurting. 
And then he received communion that day. He slipped out before I could catch him. So later that afternoon, I bumped into him in the backyard, and I said, Merle, what's going on? And he said, hey. I said, uh, I saw you receive communion today. And he said, he said, you know, your dad was reading about Jesus Christ and what he'd done. And all of a sudden, I found myself believing believing in Jesus for the very first time. And when he said that communion was for believers, he said, this is the first time I'd ever received communion. Because I finally believed that Jesus could forgive me. Communion is for you because of what Christ has done for you. When they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him, along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said. Since you're under the same sentence, we are punished justly for getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth. Today you'll be with me in paradise. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Later, knowing that all was now completed and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there. So they soaked a sponge in it and they put the sponge on the stalk of a hyssop plant and they lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. The greatest, the mightiest, the most wonderful work of Almighty God. God's word tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us, wash us completely clean of all of our unrighteousness. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Rest. 
Let's take a moment. A moment to confess our sins and just confess to the Lord that we've sinned against Him, that we've sinned against each other. Lord God, we're sorry. We've sinned against you. We've sinned in our thoughts. We've sinned in the things that we've said, or even just our attitudes and intentions. We've sinned in our hearts with lust. We have sinned in our actions. And we confess them to you. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiveness. Thank you for forgiving us in your name, Lord Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Let's confess our faith. Would you stay with me? Let's confess our faith as it's expressed in the Apostles' Creed. This is an opportunity for us to confess together our faith in Jesus Christ. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, from whence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me, the body of Christ broken for you. Then he took the cup, he gave thanks, and he offered it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you. For the forgiveness of sins, do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Our crucified and risen Lord Jesus Christ has now given you his holy body and blood through which he has made full satisfaction for all of your sins. May he strengthen and preserve you in true faith unto everlasting life. Amen? Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death for you until he comes again. Amen? Amen. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> 